Hey, entrepreneurs, it's your podcast mogul, Phil Better here. I am excited for this episode, as as I know you are. Before we jump into this episode, I'm going to ask you, if you are also a podcaster and you're looking to grow your podcast or monetize your podcast, make sure you stay till the end of the episode. I have a special deal for you or a special offer, if you will. But ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let's jump into the episode. Welcome to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Join the podcast mogul Phil Better as he interviews successful entrepreneurs that make their living in the digital world. Now, let's join your host, Phil Better, and his special guest today on Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Hello and welcome back to another episode of Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. I am, of course, your host with the most Phil Better. I'm very, very happy to introduce our guests today. They are the CEO of Brave Healer Productions, an award-winning publisher for holistic health and wellness professionals. She has spent 30 years in holistic physical therapy, has 14 years of training in the martial arts, and has authored 10 books. Her company has published over 55 Amazon best-selling books with a global community of over a 1,000 authors who are waking the world up to what's possible for healing, one brave word at a time. Please welcome our guest and CEO of Brave Healer Productions, Laura DeFranco. Laura, thank, thank you so much. Thank you, Phil. I, oh my gosh, I love listening to you introduce me. Can you follow me around in a couple of places and just do that again? <laughs> Not a problem. If you want to pay for my travel and for my time, I'll be more happy to use my docile tones to introduce you everywhere. Well, if that you was need awesome. Me, if, you, if you give me a script, <laughs> hell, uh, I'll do an audio for you and you can play it whenever you do your talk, talks. Um, Laura, thank you so much for being here. I gave you this, as you said, a, a beautiful intro, but I, I want to hear from your own words. Who are you and what do you do? Oh, thank you. Thanks so much for having me and just giving me the space to share today. So I started with a 30-year career in holistic physical therapy. So I was a physical therapist for a really long time, and I kind of knew I wanted to help people and started down that road and was always a writer on the side. And somewhere down that line, um, I opened up my own business. And then a little further down the line, I opened up another business because I realized I knew a thing or two to help teach my fellow healers about business and about publishing, writing books and all the good things, right? So I've, I've been in a lot of places with my career. I um, have owned now two businesses that have been very successful. And the topic of your podcast is absolutely my jam, man. So like, I just love helping people at that place where if I can help you not make a mistake in the beginning and really just catapult yourself, you know, to the next level, I, I'm there for you. I love it. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited to start down this road and see what we can do and how we can catapult some of my listeners, uh, some of our listeners to this episode, to, to their journey or wherever they're going. Um, so pretty much why, why did you get started? Why did you decide to be your own boss, start your own businesses, all that fun stuff? 
In the beginning of my career, you know, graduating and knowing that I was going to go out and, and seek out a physical therapy job, I, I saw the opportunities and I went to work for some big companies. I knew I wanted to help people, but I also from the very beginning knew that I wanted to help people a little bit more holistically. So I got into those first jobs and everything was about how many people can you cram into your schedule to make us more money. And I wasn't, you know, wasn't a business owner yet. I wasn't in the mentality of, of anything like that. But for me, it was like I wasn't able to give any kind of quality service to the people I know who needed a particular quality to even get better. Right. So business number one was opened up and founded because I wanted to do it my way. And I was no longer willing to not give what I knew people really needed and deserved to get better. In the beginning of business number two, it was, you know, I had already been an entrepreneur, started that business in 2008. And in 2016, I had been publishing, I had been writing, I had been learning things about business that I wanted to pay forward. I had already tasted the freedom of being an entrepreneur for several years at that point. So there was no going back. There was only serial entrepreneurship after that, right? So business number two opens and I'm helping you know fellow healers publish their books and get their message and their beautiful work out loud in the world in a bigger way. And I've that fire has been lit since I opened up the doors of that business and it's morphed and evolved over time. But I think I want to just get back to the taste of freedom one more time here, because for me, if that was the short answer, it would be like, well, why did you do that? Well, I wanted the freedom, the time freedom and the freedom to do this the way I wanted to do it, to redefine the way I was doing business. And I continue to do that today. It's fun. I love that. I love how you, you just, it's the pay it forward. That's the biggest benefit. The biggest thing that I took away from uh, why you do it is the pay it forward to help people. And I think that's, I think that's the reason we're put on this earth to learn and then put it forward, take our learning and put it forward. So I'm very happy to have you on the podcast and hearing how you can put it forward with my audience. Um, when you started or you, you transitioned from, uh, your first business to your second business, and now you're you're running a production house for authors. What was it like jumping into? Because they're all different businesses. I part. I, I presume. Definitely, these two businesses were very different. It was um, a physical therapy practice. I was seeing one-on-one -on -one clients for physical therapy, and. Um, running. So, you know, here's the joke about transitions, right? So you say you're transitioning and I did that for about five years and I couldn't, I couldn't give up business number one to jump into business number two. Cause I was afraid I didn't want to lose the bread and butter. I wasn't successful enough in business number two to, to support that yet. So, so whatever I transitioned for about five years and then along comes COVID. I'm sure you've heard a story or two. I heard about this event that you're mentioning. <laughs> I didn't partake in it, but I heard about it. Well, you know, COVID shut my private physical therapy practice down in a day. And I thought, okay. And I panicked for about a week or so, but I made the decision not to reopen. It was kind of like I had been trying to transition for so long and the universe decided to do it for me and shove me off the cliff, right? 
But the cool story here, the just the one I love to tell is that I was waking up from this dream I was having, and this was March 20th of 2020. I can actually tell you the day this happened. And it's not like I hadn't, um, you know, written or published books before, or even been in, um, I had been in like four or five of these kinds of collaborative books. But I, when I woke up on March 20th of 2020, I was dreaming this dream of getting my healers together because the world had just lost all of its ability to go hands-on to the people that they were accessing. And I, I walked in my pajamas to the laptop that morning and I typed a little note in a group. I was teaching a class for my business owners. And I said, Hey, the world just lost us. Like how, let's teach them what to do at home. Who wants to write a chapter? Let's do the ultimate guide to self-healing. And 48 hours after I made that invitation there, 24 people said, sure, I'm going to do that with you. And five weeks after that, we had it at a number one Amazon bestseller. And I was like, whoa, what just happened? You know, and I even just thought that was a fun one off. I didn't even really know what was happening at the time. But I had a friend email me a week later after we launched. And she said, so, Laura, when are you doing the next one? And I'm like, today, I guess. So, you know, and so that book has five volumes. And this month we're celebrating book 64. So yeah, I think your bio is actually a little outdated. I think you said 55 in my bio that you read. Um, yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll definitely update that uh, <laughs> maybe before I read the next time you're on. Uh, wow. So it yeah. just started with, hey, I'm in my pajamas. I had this dream about getting <laughs> us all together. Who wants to write a chapter? And then this, the the following thing was, okay, when we're doing the next one? And you're like, oh, I, I have to continue this. I guess yeah. this is my business. Um, <laughs> Something like that, yes. Wow. Did you, since you're, you're a, currently a serial entrepreneur, um, you're your ability to find clients have you has you have you seen it changed over time or do you oh, see yeah. that it's just being more and more being attracted to you and finding you without you doing much work you know um if i that could be a whole book in and of itself like that for, <laughs> seriously right for everybody who starts and gets to a certain point um, I remember being so um, first of all believe it or not I'm a pretty massive introvert and really? I, know, I know it's crazy, but I call myself an extroverted introvert, but um, I have been pretty shy all my life. And so when you open a business, if you don't understand that networking and relationship building is part of this jam, you got a problem, right? And so business number one, while I did manage to build that business by myself to six plus figures, it wasn't without pain because I was so shy and I had to go out and be in front of doctors and present myself as a therapist and like, Hey, I'm really good. You should refer, you know, clients to me type of thing. And I built some relationships, but if I just jump forward to where I am now, um, that's, I think you get when I say being in business is a self-development and healing journey. And if you are, if you've signed up for that journey and you really get what I just said, your own self-development, your ability to stand 
just stand up tall inside of your own worthiness and have some confidence about what you do and be able to speak about what you do. And that gets better and better and better over time as you build those skills and you build that confidence and you do the healing work you need to do about yourself. And I'm in a place now where like, I don't, I just, I love it. I attract it. I'm a different energy now. I don't have to work so hard. I believe 150% in what I'm doing and I have absolutely no problems talking about it, but man, have I come a long way (laughs) from that Oh my gosh, I could barely look people in the eye. I just didn't, I wasn't comfortable in here yet in my own skin. It was excruciating, seriously, back then in the beginning. Oh, I, I, I can only imagine. And like it, it, well, it's kind of hard to imagine, like if I didn't go through it myself, but or my <laughs> our listeners listening here to hearing you speak with the passion and that, like, really, you had a hard time talking to people because it, it is somewhat hard to believe, but going through the journey myself um yeah i know how because you have that like doubt like i i'm more of an extrovert than an introvert but i do need my introvert moments um but i i still find it hard like i'm talking about podcasting with people and i feel like i'm a fraud and i've been in this business 10 uh, this world 10 years now so like i can fully understand how like you can feel so like you feel like a fraud you're not worth it they don't really want to believe you and you have to go out and you already are an introvert yeah it is (laughs) it's a painful journey well you know it's so it's it's great to hear you talk about the same thing because we're definitely not alone in this group of people who are struggling with this issue and if you if y'all have ever read the book um the big leap by gay hendrix the big leap talks about your upper limit problems and hitting that that place where you self-sabotage yourself back down again. It's an imposter syndrome. It's It sounds a lot of different ways and a lot of different people. But, <clears throat> uh, there, you know, once upon a time, I kind of went through an interaction with somebody where, <clears throat> excuse me, I came out of it and said, girl, this ain't about you anymore. Like this, your fear of not good enough is just boring. Like what if you getting over yourself and getting out there and sharing your amazing work in the world changes or even saves somebody's life, then what? Right. And so imposter syndrome for me, every time I hit that upper limit again, and it kind of creeps in and I can feel it. I'm like, Oh, I see you stop that. (laughs) You know, like, but, and and we do, no matter what level of business we get to, that's going to cycle back and, and bite you in the ass a little bit. And you're going to have to use your awareness to understand where you're at with that. And that it's a sign of up-leveling. When that comes back around to you, you can be like, whoa, here we go, universe. And that's, that's how I use it now. So, you know, mindset mastery is one of my absolute favorite things to talk about. Because awareness and mindset and, and being able to observe what's going on inside of you, it's everything. It is That's a transformational skill and mastery. Oh, it is. And like alluding to what you said earlier about how uh, the journey of entrepreneurial is self-healing, self-growth, self-loathing, um, <laughs> as much as it is healing and self-love, there is some hate you start with because you hate where you were, because you know where you want to go and you hate yourself for that. But it's, again, like you said, you have to turn into self-love uh, to understand and to help grow. Um, 
Can I pause you there for a second? Certainly, please. Like if anybody still has any remnants of that and they look back at pieces and they're feeling that not so great feeling about where they've been and who they were. And I think another thing to wake up to is every single painful moment you've been through is what made you who you are today. So I've learned to just be grateful for all the crappy stuff. I've been grateful for the teachers that have showed up in my life that I had that challenged me to move through big stuff. The biggest traumas, the biggest pains, the biggest challenges have become humongous opportunities for healing and transformation. So there, there were times in my life where I felt like that, but I've come to this place where there is no hate of anything anymore. Like, Oh yeah, I see that little girl. I see that young woman. I see that, you know, that person who grew up and grew wiser and gained knowledge and did all the things, but also had all of those moments that were pretty tough. And I am so grateful for her. I do. I shower my own self with that love and I talk to her a lot. Like I'll talk to myself and just be like, you know what? You're a badass. Like, good job. <laughs> you know, like that was hard. Like, I'm glad that you you made it to the other side of that. And um, you mentioned in my intro, you know, martial arts training, a lot of it was part of my journey because that training, while most people understand the physical part, what they might not understand is that it's the mental part that made me who I am. And yeah, I was in really great shape as well. And, you know, I could do a lot of things with my body through that training, but it was really the mindset thing that got me to the places I really am am grateful for now and that I can use now with all the challenges that come. So I don't know. You got me going on that one, <laughs> that one well, little piece there. <laughs> I, I love it. I love when that happens because it it means that there's gold in them hills. If you, uh, <laughs> if you will, uh, excuse me, the expression. But I, I wanted to touch on your martial arts because it is something that's so important with uh, your mindset. Because um, yes, people know about the physical, but it is a lot of mental strength because it's. I do yoga. I love yoga. And I, when I was younger, I did do some martial arts, not for very long, but I noticed that when you're doing yoga, you're focused on not falling over. So you're very in the moment. And I kind of remember back when I was doing my martial arts, the judo, you're very much in the moment because you're concentrating on doing the, the, the single movement, allowing your brain to like be silent and be able to be present. And then, then the clarity comes, I find because you're concentrating so much on this one thing, then right after you have that clarity. Um, When did you start doing the martial arts? Were you doing martial arts before you started your business or was it during your business that you started doing martial arts? Mm, All the way from, uh, well, I was 38 years old when I started and my, my son who was five and a half at the time we were kind of looking for something for him to do to kind of socialize, get involved in an activity, do something. Right. And so we ended up watching a Taekwondo class one, one day and I brought him into the YMCA near our house to watch a class. And we watched for a while. We, we ended up leaving and I looked down at him and I'm like, well, you know, you want to do it? Like you want to sign up? (laughs) I'll never forget this day. He looks up at me, fuzzy little head and just says, well, I'll do it if you do it, mom. And I'm like, 
okay. And six years later, he was 11. Um, we earned our black belts together. Oh. And that was probably, you know, one of the proudest moments of my life, being able to train alongside him. And it ended up being, you know, believe it or not, that story leads into that ended up being my very first book I ever published. I, oh. I published a book called Living, Healing and Taekwondo. And it was about my journey being a physical therapist, a healer, a mom, um, a wife, a, a martial artist. And all I had journaled. Any of you who journal, you probably have books worth of material in, in there. You know, and I had journaled through these six years. And if you ask my friends and family, they all would say, oh, yeah, she talked about writing a book for, you know, so long. She's but I never did it. But at the end of that training, I looked at those journals and I thought, oh, whoa, here's the book. And I could see it in the pages and the essays, essays I was writing and the notes I was writing about the journey of that mindset, both both physical and mental. You know, it's a lot of both. But that was the that's the origin story of the martial arts. I went on to train for much longer. Um, my little dude stopped um, pretty soon after the black belt. But I went on to train through third degree black belt. And um, it's funny you mentioned yoga also because I think yoga is going to be my next chapter and the next frontier. Martial arts, especially full gear training and I'm 55. So like there was a certain point where I like didn't want to get kicked in the head anymore. <laughs> Understandable. And, yeah. You know, I'm not at that and I'm kind of like, you know what? Kicking to the head. Not so much fun. <laughs> no. Like it. it was fun for a while. I do have to admit, I, I really did enjoy that, but um, you know, get a little aggression out, you know, burn some energy, burn some calories um, but I've been thinking a lot about the yoga journey and I've dabbled over the years and I wanted to get back to what you were saying about that because it's the same as the martial arts moments, full body, mind presence. If, if that is your practice, you have a window to miracles. You, if you can get in there and sit still and hold yourself in a pose or a movement or just in your body. And then you be the observer of what's going on, both physically and mentally, emotionally. Then you've got this magical door to almost anything you could dream of. I, I think it's that powerful. Oh, so. no. it, it is. Um, I can just only imagine how you're going to be like the next, like, like it's like a Shaolin monk, you know, martial arts with the yoga and the, the meditation. You're going to be a, a Shaolin monk of the healing world uh, of for authors. Um, speaking of that, we're going to transition. We're going to go into more of a teaching conversation here. Um, specifically, I want I would love a, a piece of advice from you for authors in this self-help in that um, healing world what they can do, you know, how they can use that book or how they can launch a book and make it profitable for them. Because I know a lot of authors, they, they don't tend to be profitable uh, when they write their books. So how did you do it? And how did you help so many people? Maybe a piece of advice for them. Oh, there's so much here. <clears throat> so first of all, just just open a document on your computer, title it the book and start writing y'all. Like, 
just get over yourself. Everyone gets into this mindset of, oh, I can't do this. I don't have the time. It's never going to happen. It's not going to be a problem. That's your, just your own self-sabotage about it. But what I do know is that you have life-changing kinds of messages and the work that you've committed your life to. And the longer you procrastinate, the longer you prevent someone's life from changing. So get over it and start writing. Okay. So I think that the profit profitability piece is a couple things, a couple tips there. You can make badass royalties from your book. You can do that, but you better have a marketing and promotion strategy and you better realize that book marketing is a marathon, not a sprint. You launch your book, you're kind of high from the launch. And then what I see authors do is they kind of fall off the train and they forget, they forget and they forget it has to be a lifelong strategy or not, right? You either do this or you don't. So you have to have a strategy and a plan and you have to collaborate with people that can help you share. There is, oh, I, I feel for you solo authors who are out there alone trying to publish your books by yourself. And whether you have publishing help or not, what you don't have, what I see you, you don't have is a community of people to help you launch, promote and share your work. So the community is everything. But the other piece of this in terms of book sales is if you're if you fashion your signature teaching memoir, which is what we call these in a way that helps you bring people into your world at the next step or the next level. Yeah, royalties are fun, but what about 10 new clients? And so a lot of people look at the book as the moneymaker, but they don't realize it's the door to the moneymaker. It's the door to the speaking gigs. It's the door to the new clients because they got to know, love, and trust you enough from this beautiful, authentic, real, amazing book with practical experience that you just gifted them with. And believe me, they want to click on your website at the end, or they want to hire you to speak, or they want to see what a session with you is like or whatever. Right. So a lot of my budget is, is how many books can I give away? Because if I know if I have a signature book, I give them away. I do contests. I'm giving away at networking events. I'm like, here, have a book. Let you know. Um, because I know that if something lands, they're going to call me, they're going to email me, or they'll want to ask a question. They may want to come for a discovery call. They might, might want to learn about publishing. And I am <laughs> an open book about all the tricks and the, and the secrets. There are no secrets y'all like you can do this and you can have an Amazon bestselling book. You, that part's easy. Oh, did I just say that? Um, that part don't, tell, don't, don't tell people that then no. they'll be able to do it themselves I mean, we, I, we want them to come see you I know and they can do it themselves but I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend doing it without some coaching and assistance so that you don't make mistakes and be disappointed and have a crappy launch because you didn't know what you didn't know right and so that's what I'm, I'm here for and uh, I'd love to help people with it I love it. And it's, I'm so happy that we have had this chance to talk with you. We are coming up to the end of the episode, which is the worst part of the episode in my book, (laughs) uh, because I love continually chatting with my guests because there's probably a 
more knowledge in your head than I have a chance to to find out in a lifetime. But I do want to bring someone very special. I'm going to snap my fingers. We have 10-year-old Laura here, uh, firecracker, if you will, uh, just ready, looking up at you at a, in awe. And, and I want to know what piece of advice, one single solitary piece of advice, are we giving your 10-year-old self? <laughs> Such a great question. Um, man, I would look at her and say, Laura, you were born, so you are worthy. Your message matters. What if that thing you're still a little afraid to share is exactly what would help someone else change or maybe even save their life? It's time to be brave, girl. Go for it. I love it. I love it. And there's so much love. I, I can hear the love in your voice when you're uh, you're sharing that message, telling that advice to your 10-year-old self. Uh, Laura, I'm going to jump off screen here. I need you to let my audience know where they can find you, where they can follow you, where they can purchase whatever, whatever you feel like letting my audience know about. Uh, the floor is yours as a thank you for being on the show. So go ahead. Thank you. You guys can come and visit me at bravehealer.com. And there's multiple ways to connect. I'm on Facebook and Instagram. You can type in Brave Healer Productions and usually find everything you need to know. Um, we are super happy to talk with you about your book idea, give you free advice about your publishing journey. And I can't wait to share about our writer's retreat coming up next year. So many fun things happening. So um, Phil, thank you so much for letting me share all that and for having me today. Laura, the pleasure is absolutely mine. Thank you so much for coming on, sharing your amazing story with myself and my audience. Thank you. Um, to my audience, make sure you check out the show notes down below to connect with Laura, the Brave New, uh, Brave Healer Productions, and all the wonderful stuff that she has coming out, especially that writer's retreat. That sounds like an awesome time if you're in the world of healers um, or you're looking to write something to help people heal. So I thank you again, Laura, to my audience, the notes down below, and always remember to invest in yourself. Hey, digital entrepreneurs, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. Now, if you're looking to take your podcast to the next level, like most of these entrepreneurs have taken their business to the next level to scale it, if you will, make sure you check out my brand new newsletter. Links are down below. It is called the Monetization Mogul Syndicate Newsletter, or it could be Phil Better stories of monetization moguls or making moguls is what i do so make sure you go ahead and check that out but i want to thank you very much for listening and as always remember to invest